1: Good afternoon, New York, and the rest of our listeners around the globe. My name is June Steuer, and I'm the host of the Organic View radio show. Our podcast is available on iTunes, Zoom, and you can also visit our website at www.theorganicview.com. If you'd like to be on the show or would like to find out about sponsorship opportunities, please contact us at questions at theorganicview.com. Last year, the Flint, Michigan water crisis brought international attention to a very disturbing reality pertaining to drinking water. This crisis also brought attention to alternatives to areas near water sources that have issues with water quality. One interesting solution is the use of an eco-friendly sump pump which not only recycles water but can actually provide purified drinking water. On today's show, my guest is eco-mom and entrepreneur Andrea Hartfelder from Microenvironmental Control Systems. Andrea is going to talk about her experience living in this type of environment, as well as her solution, which focuses on water conservation and water purity. So I'd like to welcome to the show Andrea Hartfelder. Good afternoon, Andrea, and welcome to the show. Thank you, June. Glad to be here. Andrea,
0: can you share with the listeners a little bit about yourself, Yes, I'm I'm a programmer, and my husband's an electrical engineer, and we have three sons. And my husband and I enjoy collaborating on inventing things we can use around the house that are environmentally friendly.
1: Now, when it came to water purity and water conservation, what prompted you to come up with the solution? Could you give a little bit about the story so that our listeners can understand your journey?
0: Well, in our case, there were a variety of things going on. My husband and I are very into buying organic foods, and we buy organic. And we heard that there were a lot of different things in the water that we were drinking every day that could cause us harm, like fluoride, even the fact that there are female hormones in the water that aren't purified by the normal municipal water cleaning processes. So we were looking for better solution to our water. We didn't feel comfortable buying bottled water, for example, because of the plastic and all the environmental issues with bottled water. So we live in an area with high water tables, and we noticed that the water was always running in our basement and going out to the street, and we thought, that seemed kind of silly to be wasting all that water. So between the two of us, we came up with this idea that we would at least start using it to water our lawns And from there, we got with a water quality expert and added a water purification system in our basement. And we used that system as well. And we're pretty much off the grid for water.
1: Now, unfortunately, this crisis that occurred in Flint, Michigan was something that impacted thousands of people. And it could have easily been prevented. Could you share with the listeners what exactly happened? And also, Can you talk about some of the steps that could have been taken to prevent this crisis and also the financial component? Financially, this was a big, big problem to solve.
0: Oh, yeah. We're only about 45 minutes away from Flint, and my husband went to college up there, so we're very familiar with the area. And after the crisis, everybody in all the communities around, every time you went to the grocery store or whatever, you would donate water bottles because we were constantly taking trucks up there because they couldn't even drink the water. But this was a long time in coming and had its roots in so many different things. It's it's extremely sad, but it could happen anywhere. The bottom line or the, the most important part to remember is that so many lines going from municipal water into people's houses are lead lines. They really didn't stop doing that to the 1980s. So when Flint decided to use their own river water and purify it in their own water treatment plant for a period of time, they were switching from Detroit water to another water source, but the pipes from the new water source weren't going to be ready for a while. So they decided to do it on their own for a while, and they weren't knowledgeable enough and their plant wasn't up to code enough to really do it effectively, and they made a ton of mistakes. They started off where they didn't disinfect the water enough and people were getting sick and they issued boil water alerts. And we believe that there was an awful lot of Legionnaires disease that started happening and people started dying up there. So then they started chlorinating the water more to get rid of the disease and they chlorinated it too much. And then the EPA came out and said, be careful drinking your water and they issued alerts because the chlorine was so high, it had been to the point where it could cause like a cancer causing component to it. So then they reduced that. But through this whole period of time, they didn't do a standard procedure, which where they added other chemicals that they're supposed to add to municipal water supplies to coat the lining of the pipes so that the pipes don't leach lead or copper into the water. And they didn't do that. So, There's all kinds of ways for them to test that. And they did test it, but they didn't know where the lead lines were and where the normal lines were. And they were actually throwing out outliers. They'd find high levels of lead that were so high that they thought their tests were wrong and they would even throw them out. So it was a long time before it got to the point where different doctors and everything else got enough alarm going that they finally realized that the damage that they had caused and it's so very, very sad. There's some children that'll be affected the rest of their lives. Do you
1: know how much money the city of Flint, Michigan paid for damage control for all the water that they imported, for all the different steps that they took to rectify this horrible, horrible situation. Oh.
0: Well, they have to do at least $55 million to remove and replace all the lead pipes. And and the states allocated another $165 million to do both the pipes and all the other things that they're going to need to do. They're going to reimburse the people that were actually paying for this horrible water during the time. They're going to have to do things to remedial instruction and education for these poor kids that are going to be developmentally Behind because they're brain damaged now to an extent. It's just going to be years and years and years of, of trying to correct this problem.
1: Can you explain to our listeners about your solution? How does a sump pump work and how does it impact the homeowner?
0: Well, you know, lots of people kind of don't go down in their basement that much if it's not finished or various reasons, but if you have a basement, you probably do have a sump pump. And it kind of looks like a garbage can size of a circle that's embedded in your floor and should be flush with the bottom. And there should be PVC pipes coming up. And every once in a while you should hear it turned on. And water is actually being pumped out from around your house and either out to the sewer system or to a drainage ditch. It's being pumped away from your home. And it's necessary because. In areas that have high water tables, which are an awful lot in this this country, water can come in around the sides of your basement and actually exert a lot of pressure on your walls. And if you don't have a way of getting rid of it, your basement can either flood or your walls can crack or your foundation can actually shift in your home. So it's a necessary requirement in most homes with basements. So what we do is since we're already taking that water and just getting rid of it, instead we decided to use it. And we have over 2,000 or 3,000 gallons a day coming through our system, so it's more than enough water that would have just been wasted. And in our case, it goes out to the storm drainage system, which is an expense for the community to maintain and to clean also. So I'm just saving that water from being wasted and I'm using the water better and I just feel it's a better alternative for me personally because the water is cleaner and I have control of the quality and I can test my own water and I can clean my own water and I know I'm doing it well.
1: You've actually had your water tested to prove the purity. Could you share some of that information with our listeners?
0: Well, I went to a regular water testing company, and I had my water tested because before I did this, I wanted to make sure that there wasn't anything so hard to clean out of a regular water purification system that my system couldn't handle it. And that wasn't the case. My water in my groundwater is is very pure to start with. And in many cases, that's what happens is the water in the ground is often purer than the water that's in a lake or a stream nearby that has all the runoff from everybody's lawns and fertilizers and and dog waste and and chemicals from people dumping oil and everything else. So my groundwater was pretty clean to start with. And then I have a very reputable water purification process that involves ultraviolet light to clean germs. And I have charcoal filters and I have other kinds of filters that – the water's going through. So, and then in the end, I use reverse osmosis in my kitchen. So by the time I'm done with all that, my water is cleaner than the Detroit City water that I was getting before.
1: Thank you. Could you talk about how this impacts homeowners who do spend money watering their lawns? I know that this is a very effective way of recycling water that's actually quite pure to irrigate lawn systems.
0: Right. Well, that would be the the cheapest and probably the easiest part of my little invention to implement in your own home. I have a half-acre piece of property and we figure we water our lawn about 40 times a summer. And it ends up being about 2,000 gallons every time that we water the lawn. We pay about $8 for every 750 gallons of water so that equates to about nine hundred and seventy dollars a year that we save by just using the water that we would have just pumped out to the street
1: that's a huge savings especially in areas where water is becoming more and more valuable because it's scarce the the rainfall levels uh, the The water levels have dropped significantly in so many parts of this country and in other parts of the world, for that matter, but you know, as far as the United States, water conservation is a very big subject
0: oh well, yes, it is, and just being able to process it effectively and i I know that uh I've been looking at various studies recently that it's going to cost over a trillion dollars in the next twenty five years just to replace all the aging pipes underground. They're leaking all over and causing sinkholes. I know we right now we have a, a huge sinkhole in Fraser, Michigan. The streets closed and three houses have been condemned and 22 families have been displaced. And And it's going to take almost till the summer or the fall to correct it. And all the millions of dollars that are being spent to fix it, we're not maintaining our infrastructure well enough. So anything that we can do to be more self-sufficient in control of our own destiny is uh, something that I feel strongly for my own family to protect them. Do
1: you have any information that you could share with the listeners as far as the cost benefit for homeowners, for example, for a family of four, a single occupant, multifamily, or even a school or a business?
0: Well, every different municipality has different rates. You can go down the street even And your neighbor may be on a different water supply system with a different municipality. So usually most um, water bills are based on 100 cubic feet, which is 748 gallons. And a typical person uses about 34 units of that a year. So if I were to try to figure out what... My savings would be in a a different area of the country. I would look at my water bill and I would add my water and sewer rates together. And when I do that in my area, I come up with $8.08. And then I multiply that by the 34 units that a typical person uses a year just for drinking, and I get $275. So that equates to $1,100 a year for a family of four, just for the drinking water, not for watering your lawn. And then I would just take that number, the 34 units, and I would multiply it by whatever your rate is in your community and then take that and multiply it by the number of people in your home to come up with what your savings would be. As far as the sprinkler goes, I think a typical person does about 40, 40 waterings a summer, and it would be t- depend on your size of your lot. So in my example, once again, um, you do 40 times uh, – how many units for your area of property. So for a a half acre, it's like three units of water because it's about 2,100 gallons each time. And then um, I multiply by the cost of your water. I know that like an eighth of an acre would be 0.75 units each time you water, a quarter of an acre would be 1.5, and an acre would be six units of water each time you water. And that would be how you could come up with how much you would save.
1: What about the people that say, well, you know, something, I have a sump pump, it works, that's all I'm really concerned about. What is your response to people that feel that way?
0: Well, I think if you want to save money and you want to have more control over the quality of your water and you live in an area with high water tables so that you do have the water in your house anyway, that you're just pumping out of your house anyway, I, I would think it would be kind of a pretty easy choice to make um i agree i I, I agree i think i i look at how much water
1: i waste when i wash clothing or do dishes and the amount of water that goes down the drain that i can't repurpose for something else it kills me
0: right if you're in an area with high water tables just think of it i was pumping probably at least three thousand gallons of water Out of my basement every day, we have like a little ditch by the side of the road that everybody pumps their water out from their basement in, and it flows down the street to the lake. And it's almost like an artificial stream going down the street with all the water that people in my neighborhood pump out. And it's just being wasted.
1: Well, conservation, I think, is going to be a very big focus this year especially with the drought situation that is occurring in so many different parts of the country. Not to mention the fact that I think people are becoming more and more aware of the fact that there are different solutions and it will not only help conserve water but also save money. And I know most people that are homeowners, that's one of the things that they look for because it also adds value to the home. So what you're doing is tremendous. And, Andrea, I just want to say thank you so much for being on the show. Could you just take a moment and share with our listeners your website?
0: Well, it's Wodasi.com, and that's W-O-D-A-S-C-I.com. And you can reach us at info at Wodasi.com. And I also have a coupon code just for your listeners called Orgview, O-R-G-V-I-E-W, and it offers $100 off on our product.
1: Thank you so much, Andrea. And folks, once again, please check out Andrea's website. And if you live in an area where the water tables are high and you think about what happened in Flint, Michigan, and if that's something that could possibly happen in your area, this really is a no-brainer. Andrea, thank you so much for the generous offer for our listeners. And, folks, once again, check out the companion article, which will appear on TheOrganicView.com. Thank you for tuning in. This has been June Steuer with The Organic View Radio Show. Have a great afternoon.
0: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?